like to welcome on the program Nathan Solier, who joins us uh, for this week uh, health and fitness chat. Nathan, how are you doing? Good day, Noreen. Very well, very well. Uh, Not overtraining, that's for sure. Exactly. That fits in really well for our topic uh, today. By the way, it's uh, I was just saying how old school we are. We're doing a phone interview. It's quite nice, actually. Back in the day when, when we used to do phone interviews, rather than facing uh, a, a monitor and, and zooming about or, or using Google Meets and, and whatnot. So on today's program, we'll be chatting about uh, whether or not there's a maximum uh, time we should spend exercising each week. But before we talk about the maximum, uh, is it sort of agreed upon that the minimum is around sort of half an hour a day of, 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 of exercising or is it a bit more? Is it a bit less? Yeah, they say 30 minutes to uh, for, for medium to high intensity training for high, um, yeah, high levels of exercise. That's so, okay. so that's the minimum 30 minutes, which is really doable if you, if you yeah, think about it. Yeah. Or you can even compact that too, right? You can do three training sessions a week, three training one hour sessions a week. That's true. Yes. So in terms of maximum, we, we often, you know, hear about downtimes is important because when we work out, the, the muscles are, are built and then mm. we need to sort of let, let time for it to, to repair. Um, is there a maximum time? Have you seen people overtraining? And, and you know, what are your thoughts oh, on that? Yeah, I, I've seen a lot of elite athletes. So I've seen, um, I used to train a, um, an adventure racer oh, uh, wow. for, for, for a while and, you know, the, the amount of training that he wants to do or he felt he needed to do was way above, you know, that he was training anywhere between two and three hours a day. Two to three hours a day. Yes. So, you know, so, so where do we say, you know, where do we say our maximum is? And that's a really difficult question to ask for everyone. I think the best way to sort of um, give people is what's the signs are of overtraining. So that way they can be aware of where that is. Because if someone has no fitness level whatsoever, mm. you, know, uh, yeah. you know, one to three sessions a week is more than enough. And what a lot of people make a mistake with when they first start working out is they go, right, I'm going to you know, I'm going to go three to five times a week or I'm going to do, you know, an hour, hour and a half every session. And you don't need a lot of change in your current exercise regime to have the body adapt to what you're doing. But what we've got to be careful of is, is if we do too much training, then we will hurt your, your you know, you, you could damage your joints, you could, dam you could tear a, a muscle or a, um, or a puller, you know, a, a pull a tendon, pull, pull a ligament a or hurt your joint. Yeah. So, you know, there is and, – and also things like, you know, the other end where you can also um, experience chronic fatigue or irregular heartbeat uh, or, you know, or lack of energy or tiredness. And, and that's the biggest thing with what I find with a lot of people when they first start training is that they want to go really hard at it at the beginning – but all they need is a little bit of um, a little bit of a change in what they're doing right now for the body to adapt. And what I always say is is that you 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 should be looking to train anywhere between one to three percent of what you did the last time you trained. Otherwise, you should be resting. So you need to sort of listen to your body. And and like I said, you know, I think the best way to sort of give um, give um, our listeners uh, 
the the knowledge of whether they are overtraining is sort of given the signs. And, and I'm going to go through each of these just so that way, um, you know, if you have any questions, you can sort of ask, you know, what you think, um, you know, what, what any 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 uh, expansion on that answer. The first one is your decrease of appetite or weight loss. Mm-hmm. So what actually happens is that if you're overtraining, then you may not actually feel very hungry. But you may not actually experience any more weight loss. Now, I've had this a number of times where people like going, oh, oh, I'm getting great weight loss now. I'm going to go a little bit harder. But the thing is, though, the body starts to go into a survival mode and it starts protecting the amount of fat that you will actually burn and you'll end up using muscle as a fuel source as opposed to burning fat. So you're losing muscle mass instead. Yes, because your because your body goes into survival. It doesn't want to lose the muscle mass too. It doesn't want to lose um, your body fat too quickly because body fat is, at the end of the day, a fuel source for us. Mm-hmm. So if we lose that too quickly, then what actually has, happens is that body body feels like it's going into starvation mode. So it's really important to um, just take it easy at the beginning and slowly build up. Now, one of the things that I do with clients when I first start them out is we start on what I call a a work-in program. And a work-in program is a series of stretches and mobilizations uh, and exercises that operate at around 40% of their maximum load. Now, I think I've talked about this before. And then we progress it up until, you know, you're touching that 70 to 80% of your maximum load. Now, I recommend that you shouldn't exercise any more than 70 to 80% of your maximum load. Now, I know there's going to be people out there that go, yeah, but I want to win this race and I need to push myself to, you know, to 100%. If not, if I can push myself harder, I will. But the only problem is with that is, is that you do start to feel tired and you feel drained and you lack energy and you feel washed out. Now, which is another. the opposite which is the opposite of what exercising should do i mean we do feel tired after a workout but it's also supposed to uh, re-energize you uh, in, yeah. in, in a way and also set the tone for the day if you exercise early in the morning correct so if you are feeling that way if you're feeling lack of energy you're feeling washed out or you're tired or drained then you should look at decreasing the load or the frequency that you're exercising at Another one that also is is quite common is feeling depressed or anxious or moody or irritable. So if you do feel any of those, then you may also be overtraining as well. Now, some of you might feel that way without training, but this isn't for that, right? This may be something else. But for exercise, if you are training and you're feeling depressed, anxious, moody or irritable, then you should at looking backing off your training. Generally, when you train, you do feel much better. Yeah, it's it's a mood booster. We often say exercising or moving about sort of boosts your mood. So if you're feeling low from exercising, you, you might be sort of overdoing it. Correct. So that's another mechanism to sort of look at. And I know that for a fact that, you know, um, a lot, you know, a lot of people in our industry think that they need to push their clients, you know, past what they feel they can do. Now, I'm, I'm not saying that you you shouldn't do that every now and then, but to, you've got to remember that we're training these people not like elite athletes, and even elite athletes are going to have a periodization in their program where they'll increase mm. the intensity for the first four to six weeks, and then they'll drop the intensity off for a week, and then they'll go back up, increase the intensity again, so that way they peak at whatever you know whatever race or competition they're doing for as a 
a normal mom and pop, uh, you know, person who, who only exercises, like I said, anywhere between two and four times per week. We've got to start looking at um, tapering it off, you know, so that way you have a good, have a, have an easy day, have a medium day, have a hard day. And this is just from my own experience, you know, after a big weekend, who wants to train really hard on a Monday, right? <laughs> so what I recommend you do is, is do a really light workout on Monday, but move. So that way you can at least get all of those joints moving through its range of motion. Uh, the blood will start to pump. You'll start to feel those, you know, those happy feelings, that those endorphin rush. But you'll still have energy when you leave the workout. And then on Tuesday, you can do a medium workout. Or if you know if you want to go into do a hard workout, but then the following day, like I said, doing Tuesday medium workout, then a hard workout on a Wednesday, and then on Thursday you do an easy workout, and then Thursday you do a medium workout, and then Friday do a hard workout. Mm. So that way you're having this body sort of going through this wave-like training. So that way you can not only protect your energy levels and also your joints, but you're also getting a touch of what it's like to really push yourself quite hard on Wednesday and uh, on Wednesday and Saturday. Mm, absolutely. So, and variety is the spice of life. You, you kind of want to vary it a little bit and just do different things on different days anyway. Yeah. And you'll, you'll see a lot of, you know, I know the New Zealand All Blacks do yoga. Oh, you know, wow. you, but for rugby guys to be doing yoga, you know, it would be unheard of 20 years ago. Whereas Brilliant. now they're they're using yoga to give them, you know, that full range of mobility through their joints um, to be able to bring their, um, uh, to be able to give them more energy because they're operating at such a low load that they leave feeling more energetic. You've got to remember the workout is called a workout for a reason. It's work out. So you're taking the, you're taking the work out of your body. So it, you know, generally you will feel tired and drained after that workout but after you know 30 minutes you know 60 uh, 30 30 60 180 you should start to feel much better if you're not then consider that that workout was too hard for you to do and tomorrow you can go for a light workout but the key is to keep moving like you said we're looking to do anywhere between 30 minutes uh every day or doing a 60 move 60 minute workout at least three or four times a week yeah. Now, it, it kind of makes on. me think. What about for personal trainers? I mean, can can, can you or can, can you guys run the risk of overtraining because you've got different clients and maybe for different days you'll actually fit in a hard workout um, every single day with, with with a different client. So it can be quite taxing. Yeah. Well, as a personal trainer, generally we try to train people as opposed to work out with them. Okay. So we tried not to, you know, like for me, it's it's really about watching them do the workout because I also want to correct their form while they're doing it. Mm. So I know there are trainers out there that do work with their clients a lot, work out with their clients. Uh, but I, I also believe to be able to give value for money to people, you still need to watch their form. You still need yeah. to correct their form because even as a, you know, a personal trainer like myself, we still pick up bad habits. And so being able to watch people's form and to correct them while they're doing those workouts, I think that's where the you know the value for money to be able to have a personal trainer yeah. overlook what you're doing. And so that way you are you know not only working at the right intensity, but also working uh, working 
the form that you're supposed to do. Now, I That's heard That's a really a good point before. because there are some sort of uh, uh, gym instructors, for example, they're the ones who have to uh, teach classes and, and a lot of classes every day. I mean, I have friends who are yoga teachers and they do loads of classes every day. I suppose some people might say yoga is, you know, not such high intensity, but it can be if you're doing hot yoga or I don't know, yeah. you know, all those sort of uh, bigger chains, uh, th- those gym classes, they're quite demanding. Yeah. For, for, for gym instructors you're right you're right I, I remember back in the day when i was working for fitness first there was a there was a a, a a guy who was working as a full-time aerobics instructor and he was teaching <sighs> anywhere between 16 and 22 classes a week whoa <laughs> and he was getting wiped out totally yeah. wiped out. he just couldn't do it anymore he ended up quitting the industry so it's really tough. I think I think um, a lot of aerobics instructors need to start looking at diversifying from doing something that's easier like yoga or Tai Chi or Pilates all the way through to something that's more high intensity like a circuit workout or spinning. Spinning's really tough. Um, uh, an- another, com- another class that I remember back in the day is called Body Attack, which is a, a Les Mills sanctioned high intensity workout. So, you know, being able to learn different modalities allows that personal trainer to be able to have a, a longer shelf life in mm-hmm. a way. But to be able to just be teaching body attack or teaching spinning all the time, you know, I think you're just asking for trouble. I, you know, I, I remember there was a, a, another guy um, and he ended up having a heart attack. <gasps> he was like 52 years of old and he had a heart attack. Oh, so, you know, I think because and, – and, and it was because he was just – training way too much maybe you know and i don't know maybe you know his diet wasn't great either he probably wasn't getting great quality sleep like i said before you know the big thing about being overtrained is you you lose your appetite Mm -hmm. you can't sleep very well and you know your your immunity drops because you're you're just you know your body is just not able to heal itself Mm -hmm. so we've got to be really wary of listening to our bodies and making sure now that doesn't mean that, you know, people just like, oh, I'm feeling, you know, I, I just don't feel like training today. That's not what I'm talking. I'm feeling, I'm telling you, you know, I'm asking you to really look at what your energy levels are like. Even if you go into the gym and do just a light stretch as opposed to doing a high intensity workout. Yeah. So, yeah, like I said, you know, one of the, the, the biggest indications of, of overtraining is a lack of appetite and, and, uh, and insomnia. So you've just got to be really wary that if you are if you are one of these aerobic structures that are that are exercising, you know, uh, you know, any more than I would say even 12 times a week, which is only two sessions, two hours a day, and you're doing something high intensity, you've got to really ask yourself, are you lacking in appetite? Are you feeling depressed or anxious? Are you, you know, there's another one is this, you increase your injuries as well. You know, you, you may even suffer from headaches. Are you feeling? Uh, are you sleeping well? If you're not, then you really need to look at how much exercise you're doing. Um, you know, like I said, uh, the heart rhythm, the heart rate, just seeing whether that is irregular. Look at how much energy you have. Do you feel washed out or tired? Um, do you lack enthusiasm for your sport, or you know, or your your competitiveness has dropped off? Muscle or joint soreness, general aches and pain. And if that goes on all week, then you really need to start looking at it. Mm. And, of course, you know, you just don't have the, the you know, you, you know you can push yourself harder, but you can't 
because you're tired all the time. And I've even seen people even not even being able to have babies because they're just not taking the time to allow their body to rest because our body doesn't build muscle, doesn't build strength or doesn't build bone density when it's working out. You need that what rest doing, time. Yeah. What we do is when we work out is we actually damage the muscles. We damage the, the, the joints. We damage the bones just enough that when we rest, it heals better so that when we come back to that same workout, we can increase the intensity on that. But if you're finding that, you know, your joints are sore a lot, you know, you've got these general aches and pains, then I would definitely look at backing it off so that way you can, um, you know, that way you can recover. And, you know, reproductive issues, you know, if you're really trying to get pregnant, do look at how much exercise are you doing right now? Yeah. One question that comes to my mind, Nathan, is that um, <clears throat> what do you say to clients who you feel are overtraining? You know, because a lot of the times people like, I mean, movement is medicine. They, they, they like coming to the gym. They, they, they find it sort of a, a sense of release. It's a great way to blow off some steam. It, it's, you know, it's, it's a great thing to do. Um, but if you start noticing them getting injured in, in the gym, I mean, how, how do you sort of lightly suggest to them that maybe you, you, you need a day's break or vary your exercises what, what do you say to them well it's quite yeah you know i i love how you say lightly tell them i just tell them, you just, <laughs> just gotta be them. great with it right you know and and you've got to you, they've got to get that you are the you are the expert and if if they if they really if they really believe that you're the expert they'll listen yeah if you send them you know articles on you know symptoms of overtraining that's a great way of being able to get them to see oh maybe i am yeah, because they you know, see it a lot on of, paper, like, oh, I've got this, yeah. I've got these symptoms. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So this is what I always say to a lot of people: is, is like, you know, when, you know, when I train them, I generally after a four week period, we have a downtime. You know, the next two sessions around uh, around stretching, mobility, and stability, and it's it's not an easy workout, but it's not as intense as what they were doing before. So it allows that body to recover. And I think that's really important. If you are, if you're suffering from a really bad night's sleep, and uh, and you know that you're doing, you know, quite a lot of work training, then I would definitely look at backing it up, or at least train changing the time that you're training. If you're training in the evening, then switch it to the morning, and see how that also helps you sleep, because that could also be one of the issues as well, as rather than the the, the 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 frequency, but the timing of training that you're doing. So I think um, you know just to answer your question is is that uh, you know it, you you've got to give them the the facts of what it looks like to be overtraining, and then at the end of the day they're going to have to make that call. But for me. I'm always saying to them, look, you know, you look, we can keep doing this and you can still have that shoulder injury or that elbow injury, or we can just back it off for the next one to three weeks, really heal that, 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 uh, that injury. And then we can go back to it. And I've never, no, I can't say that. I've, I've had people in the before just go, no, I don't want to do it. I'm not going to train anymore. But that's, that's the risk you have to take as a personal trainer. And I think you're only doing your clients a, um, a disservice if you're just there just to smash them. Mm. 
Yeah, no, that's a really good point. And and like you said um, earlier, you, they've just got to trust you being the expert. That yeah. you know that that sometimes um, personal trainers do do know best and and can spot the fact that you are overdoing it. So I, I also like the way that you put at the beginning that there isn't really a maximum time that we should be exercising. It really depends on everybody's fitness levels, but there are certainly signs that can really tell us whether or not we are overdoing it. Yeah. Absolutely, and just back to your point of like you know if you have a if you have a client or if you have someone that they don't know whether they're overtraining, why don't you just keep a training log? Take a training log, include in there in the notes of how you actually feel, you know, during your workout and after your workout. How you know how well do you sleep that night? You know, record what you're eating just to note down whether you are dropping in the amount of food that you're eating. So that way. You know, you can give a heads up of, of um, you know, whether they're overtraining. Another one I just thought of is actually monitoring your heart rate. Because if you can monitor your heart rate, if your pulse is actually – so if you measure your, your resting heart rate, what you do is your resting heart rate, you're lying in bed, you wake up in the morning, you may have a heart rate monitor. I believe that that would be the best way to do it. So that way you can actually find out what your resting heart rate is, and then you can actually start measuring – if your heart rate is any is is higher than as little as two to six beats per minute over that, then you need to start looking at whether you might be getting sick, or you might be overtraining, or both. Yeah, that's a good point. Right, Nathan. As usual, it's so nice to speak to you, and we learn so much from you. Thank you so much for sharing your expertise with us. Uh, remind our listeners once again. I know you've got a, a wonderful YouTube channel with lots of free resources there. Uh, how can we get in touch with you, and how can we find out more about you via social media? Oh, absolutely. So you can go to my YouTube channel, and I've just rearranged everything. It's called uh, Elite Personal Training Hong Kong. Or you can come, if you've got an Instagram account, you can go to Elite PT Studio. And that's the same for Facebook as well. Excellent. Well, thank you so much for your time, and I look forward to more chats with you next week. Thank you very much, Nathan. My pleasure. Bye for now. See you. Bye.